let me start my timer as well. Otherwise, I'm, I need something to look at to keep me. So, can I quickly introduce the team? It's uh, on my right, uh, Richard. Uh, Richard, 19 years old. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm very proud of him. 19-year-old boy stepping out in, in faith. Next team, Sean, uh, part of our, our, our life group. Brilliant guy. And then Lawrence, um, also really brilliant guy. And the, these, these three guys graced me with their presence this weekend. It's been such an awesome trip. Um, Nick, thank you. Uh, I, th I thought of what to, what to talk about this weekend. And, and honestly, I felt, felt it is about testimony. And I just want to say, um, I remember... Uh, first meeting Nick and Shanae, and we were running in Eastgate in the mall, um, playing a game for young adults. <laughs> I can't remember the game's name, but I know we were we were chased out of a few shops because we were running, <laughs> which is uh, which which was brilliant. And yeah, we just we just love this couple. Um, they they've come so far, and like Nick said, it's our testimonies are quite parallel. Um, I think his is way stronger, but it's not about mine. It's about God's testimony, and this is about God. So I really pray that today I will disappear. Um, and that you will see God's hand in, in what I'm about to, to share with you. Um, because honestly, it's, it's all about Jesus Christ and, and his love for us. And his. So it's a little bit about obedience. I'm going to, yeah, let me start with prayer if you don't mind. Um, Lord, may the meditations of my heart and the words of my mouth be acceptable unto you today, Lord. And I ask, Lord, that, yeah, it's not my words, that it will be your words, Lord, and that you will speak through me. I'm just a conduit. Let me disappear, Lord, and you become glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. So I'm going to read you a verse quickly, and I, I know it's a very, very, it's a well-known verse, but this is a verse that actually spoke to me for the last few years over and over and over again. Um, it's in Isaiah 6, uh, from verse 8. I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Who shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, Lord, send me. And he said, Go and tell this people, keep on hearing but do not understand, keep on seeing, but do not receive. But to me, this was very hard words. In 2014, I can remember I had a day of prayer um, at work because I've been doing outreaches for quite some time. I've always been with the church, and I, I grew up uh, religious in the Enchekerk. Um, and it took quite some time to get me out of that and into a relationship with, with Christ. And I was struggling with the fact that I'm not getting anywhere and I'm not doing anything. And I, I remember sitting at work, um, reading this verse, and it, it just, I've read, read this a few times, but that day this verse spoke to me, and, and I, I actually went on my knees in front of my desk there, and I said, Lord, here I am, send me. Um, and that's it. And I got up, and I, I, I sent a message to, to my sister, and I said to her, this is the verse, please pray with me, um, I feel the Lord's sending me. Um, and it went quiet, and the next year I started getting involved in um, European outreaches, First to France, um, first few years was France, um, and then to, to Poland. Um, and I'm, I'm really trying to, to compact this now that I get to, to the current situation. So please forgive me um, if I'm going too fast shout. Um, and France went, went really well. I, um, the first tour was amazing, and I thought, Lord, this is really, um, if this is your art, do this, do this more. I, I, I want to be part of, of your of your kingdom and of your soldiers. Um, and then I actually at one stage I got quiet and I, I prayed and I said, Lord, do you remember this verse, Isaiah? Um, nothing's happened um, and I'm still waiting. Um, 
and I got us, somebody sent me, uh, it's, uh, somebody I've never discussed this with sent me the song, uh, a song that, that very, very same day, and, and the, the song was, um, Here I am, Lord, send me. I thought, Lord, this is, this is your confirmation, so I, I'm now ready. Um, and then it went quiet again. 2017, I was at a trip in France, and I, I told the guys this yesterday, so apologies if it's a repeat. Um, I was in France, and, and the day we arrived in France, um, we stayed over at a couple, uh, couple's house, and they were so, they're so excited. I mean, a big church there is 30 to 50 people. That's, that's a mega church, you know. Then, then you know it's really, really, you're getting somewhere. Um, anyway, spent the night at the couple's uh, house, they contacted their friends uh, for the next morning to come because they're South Africans that's going to pray for them. Very excited, which means the next morning there's, there's people there. And I was busy in the kitchen, but one of the ladies that came, um, she was in prayer that morning before she came to visit. And uh, she had a vision, but she kept quiet. And me being in the kitchen, they came in, they started um, praying for the couple. And as I walked in, I took off my jacket. Now, she had the vision of... A guy with a green checkered shirt and she's got a message for him and the Lord said uh, I haven't forgotten you I've heard your prayers um, and as I walked in I took my jacket off and I had the green checkered shirt on and she looked at me and she stopped burst out in tears and nobody knows why and she started started sharing this word of hers and I thought oh wow okay I came to France to hear this word it's, it's, it's pretty pretty unique. That's why I'm so, so serious when I'm not in Joburg and I, you know, you're somewhere else. God's sending people across nations to speak to you. Anyway, um, and yeah, then it went quiet again. We started going to Poland, outreaches to Poland. We met Wojtek, part of the NCMI group, lovely people. Um, my, I just fell in love with Poland. It's such a beautiful nation. People are amazing, um, but they, they need Jesus Christ, uh, really. And I'm still walking with this idea of I want to be full-time in God's ministry in his in his work this is this is not I'm not called to the corporate um, to the corporate world I'm, I'm not made to be a stepping back I'm in the legal field so I'm doing uh, I, I studied law and I'm in the company commercial legal uh, field and I had a comfortable position we lived comfortably everything but I still felt I need to step out my wife and Jenny on the other hand, completely different story. There's no way that you're going to leave your job because what's going to happen to us? <laughs> um, what happens if we, if we lose your income? Um, and I had to sit before the Lord and say, Lord, if, if this is your will, I cannot change Jenny's mind. I, you, need to, you need to speak to her. Um, and it went on and I started continuously praying, um, Lord, I want to show me where, show me where. Um, and I had nothing, absolutely nothing. And then COVID hit. Um, we came, we came back from, from a trip to Zanzibar, and uh, apologies, I need to check the time. Nick, if I'm going too long, please just quiet me down. <laughs> yeah. um, and as we landed, we heard this big thing about COVID in South Africa, and uh, um, everybody's panicking, and a week later, it wasn't even a week later, the country borders closed, and we were in full, full lockdown. Um, and it started burning in my heart, uh, but a while back the Lord already told me it's time to move, so I, it, this whole time it was just burning in my heart, I have to do something and I don't know what, and I'm praying, Lord, what, is, what do I need to do? And during COVID, um, 
our company was bought out by another company, uh, engineering company, and everybody received Section 189 letters. And to me, that was a massive shock. Um, you know, now suddenly I have to, if, if, if this, this is true, um, what's going to happen? And one of my managers said to me, actually, relax, you're fine. Uh, your position, there's not, not many, and we, and we need you, so, so it's fine. And we carried on. Um, but things started grieving me. Things in the company started really grieving me. Um, in, in the, the, the way they run this corporate and the, the unethical behavior and, and, and things, and I couldn't keep quiet anymore. So I had a lot to say about it. Um, and one day during COVID, my wife came to me, Jenny, and she said to me, I think it's time. I said to her, time for what? She said, I think you need to leave your job. Um, <laughs> and I don't think I was ready for that. Um, when she said that, it's, it's, but what do we do? <laughs> you know, um, where do we go from here? Um, and I'm, th I'm making plans. I'm thinking, okay, I'm part of Cornerstone. Maybe, you know, I'm a deacon there. Maybe, maybe they'll take me in, 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 in as, a, as an elder or something. I'm, I might work for Cornerstone full time. Um, but that's my plans. And I calculate my costs and everything. If I, if I take the voluntary package, this is what I'm going to get out. And this is UIF and, and you know, being me, I've got this planned out in the finest detail. Um, needless to say, I realized Cornerstone is not going to employ me. This is, this is me and God, um, and God's busy walking a road here. Um, so, yeah, I resigned. Um, I took the package, and the scary part is, for me at that stage, because knowing I've got all my finance, I know exactly when the, the funds are going to pay out. So I know what I must invest where, and, you know, everything's fine. So I felt led by God to start a ministry. Um, I typically went back to the church, told the, told the elders that this is what I'm going to do because I am under their the leadership and everything. And they came back and they said, all good, you've got our blessings, carry on. Um, and cool, register the, the, the non-profit um, and everything went fine. Now it's first day without work and I'm happy. I've got the non-profit going and everything. And I felt the Lord said, do a website um, for the for the nonprofit. Great, Lord, we, we're going to do a website. And the first, it's easy. I've got just enough money to pay the deposit for the website in my bank account. Now, one of my big prayers was, Lord, I don't want to be reliant on my wife um, because I'm still the breadwinner at home and, and she cannot take care of us. Um, and the Lord kept on telling me I'm in control. Um, so now I'm sitting, I've got enough money for a website. The end of the month is coming up. Um, <laughs> and if it carries on like this, I'm going to have to rely on my wife, um, which is also a humbling experience, uh, especially if it happens the first month. So a friend of mine says to me, he's going to print me flyers. With the, he does the design for me, Kyoriso Ministries, and there's all the details and the banking details is on there. So I think, Lord, this is your... But, this is the whole thing. I don't ask the Lord about this. You know, I carry on because it's my idea. Um, and my idea is not a God idea. Um, and it doesn't mean I'm obedient to God. So we've got 5,000 of these little flyers printed, which is now in the garage. I think I saw you at one yesterday. Um, and uh, I'm adding these flyers out everywhere because now there's bank account detail and people need to see this. And, you know, uh, being a, a religious organization, they're just going to give money. So we'll be, we'll be fine, you know, because part of my prayer and part of my, my um, mandate that I felt the Lord gave me is to go out and to proclaim the good news. 
Matthew 28, 19. And that's, I want to be obedient, Lord. So this is what I need to do. And I, I want to do what we're doing now and even more. And I want to train people to do the same and to lead more teams to go and do this because there's such a need for Christ in this world. Really, in our time is little. Um, the guy, Gary, from designing the website comes back to me. He says to me, okay, website's ready. Um, I'm going to launch. Uh, but you just need to do the final go-ahead. And I'm handing out flyers, like left, right, and center, but there's not a cent coming in, not nothing. Um, and I can't understand why. And and somebody phones me and says to me, did you realize, actually my, my ministry partner um, phoned me and said, did you realize the bank details on the, on the flyers are wrong? No, they, don't, they didn't include a bank. Now, you have to be clever to know that you can use the SWIFT code to figure out which bank it is, otherwise... You really don't know this, but there's no bank. It's just an account number. Um, so, so everything just, you know, what now? So it's back to the prayer room, Lord, what now? Um, uh, this website, and, and our, our uh, uh, arrangement was, um, with my arrangement with Gary was that as soon as the website's live, I pay the, the final amount. Um, so Gary sends it to me, and I'm scrutinizing that website for mistakes and errors and everything. And I'm, I'm sitting till, till about 9 o'clock at night, Looking, and I found a few mistakes, and I sent it back to Gary. Um, I said to him, Gary, there's, but now, now it's 9 o'clock at night, so I'm not going to send him the email now, because then it's going to hit the morning, and he's going to fix it and, and sort it. So, so 7 o'clock the next evening, I sent him an email, because now it's a day, you know. <laughs> I sent him an email, I said to him, Gary, um, I've got these mistakes on the website. Can you please fix it? Um, and I didn't realize Gary's working late. So he comes back. Within half an hour, I said, fixed, can we go live? <laughs> I think, oh, man, um, now, now I need to, to find another mistake. So I'm, I'm scrutinizing that website. <laughs> I'm going back, and I'm looking at I'm really staring at this. And I, I click on all the links and make sure, and I'm asking Jenny to go through this website and click, and I'm asking Jordan, he's the computer buff, and, um, and the tech was in the house, uh, my son, and he's testing everything, nothing. That website's fine. Um, so I wait till about, again, till about quarter past, but in the meantime, I'm praying. Um, Lord, <laughs> I've got no money in the bank. I've got nothing, literally not a cent. Um, but this website now needs to go live. And quarter past nine, I sent Gary a message. I said, Gary, website's fine. Uh, and I can't stall any further because there's no mistakes. And I, I, my conscience is also bugging me. Um, and uh, I sent him the message, you know, Gary, um, yeah, it's okay, we can... We can go live, but no rush. Please don't rush. I, I know you're busy. You've got so many websites to do, so take your time. It's, it's honestly, Gary comes back immediately. He says, live. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> you know, um, and uh, fine. So 10 o'clock, I go to bed, and I don't tell Jenny a word about this. I, I'm, I'm talking to God um, because God said I must do this, and there's no funds, uh, nothing. And I think I was up at about 2 o'clock that morning, went to my little prayer, prayer room area, and I'm praying. And I went back to bed, and 4 o'clock in the morning I get up in any case, so back to my, back to my prayer. And I'm, now I'm talking to the Lord, you know, Lord, you told me to do this, I'm trying to be obedient, but now what's happening now? And now, now everything's just worked out completely different from how I planned it. And, <clears throat> but it's me, it's my plans. There's, God's not in, in my plans, you know, it's not God's plan. Um, and I'm praying and I'm, I'm struggling with the Lord about this. And 
five o'clock I get a message. Now, the bank doesn't send a message before seven o'clock in the morning. In any case, when you get a deposit into your bank account, that morning, five o'clock, I get a message. Um, an amount was paid into the bank account. It's enough to pay the, pay the, pay the website and, and everything. And from that very moment, I, I repented and I said, Lord, I, I hand over to you, but I want more of this because this is amazing. Um, and that's where I started. And I've never, oh, yeah, sorry. That's my time like. Um, I've never gone, gone back on that, but now there's a problem with my, with my uh, payout of, 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 of my, of my uh, retrenchment. Um, because I took a voluntary retrenchment, now there's different rules and, you know, all these things. So, firstly, my calculations are completely wrong. Uh, they don't work. So, my investment that I had so lovely planned and everything, that's not going to work. Um, my application for UIF is in the middle of 50,000 other people's applications for UIF because the country, everybody's retrenching and everybody's claiming from the UIF. And all that disappears. So, my plan and my backup that I've arranged just completely falls flat that's there's nothing and I, I clearly feel God say trust me do you trust me um, and that's a difficult one <laughs> when you you think money is not your God and you don't rely on money you think you trust God until this we spoke about it, until the money is not there um, and then you realize I'm actually trusting money I'm not trusting God um, and Wow, that's that's it's, it's hard. Then then I had to go into repentance again. Lord, I you know it's it's just humbling. It's God just brings you back to to Him um, and that relationship with Him. And my my thing is always, I do not move until God says I must move. So and I'm preaching this to everybody. Yet I'm doing the opposite. And my wife looks at Jenny looks at me and she says to me, "You hypocrite." Um, <laughs> um, you're preaching, but now look at you panicking, you know. It's, uh, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, Lord, you've talked to me through my wife as well, you know. It's sometimes hard, but not never easy. Um, and, yeah, and it's, it's COVID, so I cannot move. I, we, all the borders are closed. No matter how much I try to get to Poland, firstly, I don't have the money. Secondly, um, I cannot get there. And I'm, I'm pleading with the Lord, Lord, please just don't take Poland away from me. Take, 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 take this house, but don't take Poland away from me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's where my heart is. Um, and there's a deposit in the bank account um, for Poland funds. Praise the Lord. Um, and still, I haven't given out the bank account. The, the only people that knows about the, the bank account is my, my, my ministry partners. And they, believe me, they don't have the money to pay for, a, for, for any of these. Um, because they are also standing in faith. Uh, with this ministry at the moment. Um, and I feel the Lord says to me, what about local? There's a lot of work in this country and I need to, I need to clean my house before I can go out. So it started a process of opening my heart to the Lord and, and just yeah, surrendering to the Lord completely, as in every aspect where I thought... I was in control of finances, give that to the Lord. Where I thought, um, I'm really trusting the Lord. You know, because it's easy to say, I'm trusting the Lord for finances to go to Poland, but I've got a nice, comfortable salary coming in every month, of which I can put away 6000 or 7000 a month to make sure in three months' time I can go to Poland. It's easy. Um, and I say, I'm trusting the Lord. But 
when it's not there, then I still need to say I'm trusting the Lord and I need to trust the Lord now. Um, it's, it's hard. It's, a, um, it's humbling, but it's an amazing, it's an amazing experience to see how faithful God is. And, and, and the Lord said he's faithful and he's just. And he stands by his word. No, his word will not return to him void. If, if his word says it, that settles it. I mean, you know, Smith Wigglesworth. And I, I, I've come to believe that. So first trip down to Cape Town. I'm doing that um, alone, so I'm, I'm asking the Lord, Lord, um, is this your will? Because um, I, I really don't want to work on my, my plans anymore. And I get confirmation. So I've got a prayer partner, five prayer partners, because my, my, by nature I run with things. I get an idea and I run with it. So to make sure that I'm not listening to me, but to God and be obedient to Him, I'll send a message out and say, pray for me about this subject, but I don't want to give you the Lord to give you, I want the Lord to speak to me um, and give me confirmation. Um, because stepping back, so many people told me, I cannot tell you, even till today, you cannot do ministry if you don't work. Because that's, this is, God's will is for you to work and, and do ministry. But God didn't tell me that. God didn't tell me to work and, and do ministry. God called me to do this. And this is my season now. I don't say God's going to, this is not going to change down the line, but I'm standing in faith that God's called me to do this and this is where I need to be. Um, so forget about what everybody else tells you because they didn't hear from, from God for me. And, and, and God's spoken to me. And, and this is where we need to learn to be, and for me, that was the biggest lesson, to be obedient to what God tells me, not what people tell, tell me to do. You know, because people's got an idea and that's not normally God's idea. But if God spoke to me, I need to respond to that. So we, we go to, I, I put out a call again, going to Cape Town, anybody interested? Crickets, nothing, nobody's interested. I'm thinking, okay, Lord, maybe I've heard wrong, so let's, let's just scrap this idea. And I, I, I clearly feel the Lord says to me, didn't I tell you? Didn't I command you? Go, don't be, don't be afraid. Um, okay, so we go alone. It's me in the car, and... Now, I always tell people, 2-2, two, two. you don't go alone, Matthew 10. The Lord sent them 2-2, two, two, the disciples. Um, but if the Lord says go, so we go. So uh, you've heard the story ab about Rosie. Um, I plan, stop everywhere, every traffic cop, every cop, everybody I see next to the road, I'll stop. And I'm rushing through Bloom, just the other side, literally just outside Bloom, keeping within the speed limit because there's cameras, and there's traffic cop next to the road. And it's off the road, brakes, and it's just a cloud of dust. And there's this one lady sitting in a car. I walk up to her, ask her if I can pray to her in the name of Jesus Christ, tell her a little bit about what, I, what I'm doing. But I hand her a Coke and a chocolate and say, just we appreciate Jesus loves you, you know. And we pray, and I ask her a few things I can pray for, and she's in tears. So you know it's, it's God, because my, my prayers are, you've heard it, it's, it's, it's short and Pathetic according to me, but God, God who hears, you know, different. It doesn't matter uh, how you pray, it's, it's about your heart. Um, and God listens to your heart. Um, anyway, in the car, gone there, um, praising the Lord for what he's done in this life. Because I, I know this woman's life's been touched now. Sleep over in uh, Colesburg that evening. Next morning, I'm driving from there. I arrive in Noport, and I'm really trying to be short now, so... Because I want to get to this trip as well. Um, 
stop in Noport um, at the police station, go in, take them drinks, pray for them. And people are so appreciative of, of, of this. And you know, you can, you can really see, because it's not me, I'm nothing special. It's, this is God working in people's lives. And it's, it's amazing. Every time you get in the car and you drive away there and you just praise the Lord. And as I'm driving out, I'm praying, Lord, I, I feel I'm not finished. But if there's, if, there's, if there's a reason I need to stay, stop me now, please. I drive past an old Engekerk, and there's a guy in his pajamas washing a carpet in front of the in the front garden. I don't stop at guys with pajamas, uh, but I felt the Lord say to me, um, "This church is something about this church." So I stopped at the guy and I said to him, "This church is it still still open and functioning?" He said to me, "Yeah, um, we've got the country's worst or biggest uh, drug rehab center visiting this church, and there's a few congregants in the church as well." So. Apologies, stepping back, we got involved in the drug rehabilitation uh, uh, ministry as well. Uh, so, obviously something close to my heart. And I asked him, so yourself, are you going to the church? No, no, he's not really going to the church. I asked him about his relationship with the Lord, and he says to me, yeah, you know. So, so um, And we talk about it, and I share some booklets with him. I see he's got children, I pass them Easter eggs um, and literature for the children. And at the end, ask him, um, <clears throat> are, you, are, you, are you okay to, to pray with me? Can I pray for you? Because, you know, he's, he's a little bit, he wants to commit, but he doesn't want to commit. He's, he's in, in between. Uh, and he said, yeah, sure, you can pray for me. So I ask him, what can I pray for him? He says to me, um, for him, he's an acting uh, school principal. If he doesn't get the job, he's, he actually doesn't have a job. He's four kids and his wife. So I said to him, where's your wife? So stepping back, the, the traffic officer just outside Bloom told me that her husband is an acting school principal. She's got four kids, and that's the people I need to pray for, and the, their marriage is on the rocks. Um, so I need to pray for that as well. Um, so ask him, where's your wife? But I don't put two, two and two together. I mean, this is 300 kilometers further the next day. Um, and he says to me, she's not here. She's traffic cop. I said to him, where is she active, where is she on duty? He said to me, just outside Bloom. <laughs> and it's as if a brick hit me. And I said to him, is your wife's name Rosie? He said to me, yes. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I said to him, okay, um, I know your marriage is on the rocks, which you didn't tell me. There's, there's problems in your, in your marriage, which you didn't tell me. So we're going to pray about this. And this guy's just standing there. He couldn't believe it. Um, but I'm standing there. I have to keep it in because, Lord, what did you just do? You know, um, we, we're talking hundreds of kilometers the next day and you're bringing these two people it's got nothing to do with me and I can see what you've done in this guy's life just this very moment so leave there, finish the tour um, and God just did so many miracles that entire trip um, coming back I phone around, now I didn't take Rosie's number or anything or his number because I'm just so excited to leave there and go tell the story to everybody um, I phone around the Free State and Eastern Cape traffic departments and national traffic departments and eventually I get to the department where Rosie worked. I don't have a surname but everybody there knows Rosie. And the one lady picks up the phone and she says, I said to her, can I speak to Rosie? She said to me, yeah, sure. Um, who can I say speaking? I said to her, um, just tell her it's the guy that prayed next to the road. Um, and she said to me, I know about you. Can you pray for me? <laughs> so, you know, that's how, how God works. It, he, he just works in amazing ways. We did a second trip. Um, Richard was, was part of the team there. We met in Mossel Bay 
again amazing things we prayed for a lady that's on a last with cancer um, she's got stopped treatment because she's ready to die and when we spoke as well um, she was ready she we know she wasn't ready um, her life didn't display that she's got a relationship with the Lord but according to her she's ready to, to die um, and we prayed for her and we left there and we actually didn't really have much hope but this is how God also works because we're looking for outside signs and God works in a different way or we want something now because I'm a microwave person 30 seconds after my prayer you know there needs to be a, a ping and it's it's there um, and months later we get a message she's completely healed from cancer wow. so that brings us to this trip um, Lawrence is actually the one that instigated it so thank you <laughs> I need to give Lawrence thank you um, but we prayed about it and I felt the Lord said yes let's let's do an outreach and and I don't know why Natal but it's easy it's close to to Johannesburg and uh, I've got this rule that a road trip is not a trip without Wimpy a road trip without Wimpy so you have to stop at Wimpy um, we spoke about it for weeks uh, that we need a Wimpy burger and we came down um, left Friday morning at four o'clock now we rushed for time because uh, the ministry is also involved a lot with Uncle Angus and um, and and his ministry. So we we work together to feed hungry people. This is another testimony. Um, maybe I can quickly touch on that. Um, so God's placed us on the, on this road to to help these guys, and they they send out messages to ministries they work with. There's somebody that's hungry that's down and out, and we need to feed them. Um, and it's a matter of Lord, do you? Is, is this where you want me to be? Um, yes, I feel this is what the Lord wants. And you buy a ShopRite voucher for, for, for this family. And some weeks there's, there's one request, some weeks there's seven, eight requests. And so many times I've paid my last cent to the previous, and then God just provides for the next voucher again. Um, he, he really just provides for it. I cannot tell you how... How miraculously it, it, it's just amazing it's it's I don't have words to describe it um, anyway so we want to visit Wendy and Runel um, to pray for them and if we can see Uncle Angus that'll be a bonus you know it's not about the person but it's about um, yeah just spending time with him as well and, and learning um, and Uncle Angus agrees to meet with us for 15 minutes uh, he's got a tight schedule so slots us in um, and he actually moves a few things to to see us um, which we didn't expect I mean we, we really didn't think he's, he's going to but he made the, the time to, to see us and being involved in the ministry I speak to I talk to Renell and Wendy I never I never speak to him he doesn't know who I am um, but he still makes the, the effort anyway so we need to rush to get to Uncle Angus so we've got a time limit but we stop still want to stop at every filling station every place and we stop in Harry Smith. Um, we stop in Harry Smith, we pray for a few people, and we go to Wimpy. Now, and, and this is again, it's, you know, God, if you read the, the Word of God, the Israelites didn't have to change their sandals. So God, I almost want to say, God takes care of the cutex and the toenails. Um, the finest details, He will take care of it. Um, so we walk in, and there's, there's a few spaces in Wimpy, but they take us to a raised, on a raised platform at the back and they seat us there 
for yeah i don't know why um but it was it was quite odd N didn't think anything of it and one of the group members said um to the lady that's serving us if anybody wants prayer let them know we 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 will pray for them but we pray in the name of jesus so the lady serving us i'm bad with names so apologies i don't know what what her name was anyway um daphne thanks sean um daphne takes our orders we order and she comes with a coffee and the next moment we look up and there's wimpy staff lined up there in a in in a queue and they're coming for prayer and they they just open up in a way that you will not expect they share really deep stories and really deep problems and you see their heart and you see the issues they're struggling with and you pray for them they, they six people got healed in in that in that time um, we leave there and sean picked it up um, as we left the manager stood there and he first bumped us and i thought okay he's going to tell us please don't return <laughs> you disrupting my my restaurant and <clears throat> He, he mentions to somebody, um, did you feel that? That's when the Holy Spirit moves. Is that right, Sean? Yeah, that's the, the gist of it. I didn't hear it, but Sean, Sean, Sean and Richard picked it up. Um, and it's just amazing. How, and that, at that moment, I, I know, God, this is, this is not me. This is not us. This is you. And that person who's the manager realized it's not about the people. It's God. And it's his spirit that's moving. So we got from there to, to Uncle Angus. And we thought we're just going to have a nice little chat with him and maybe pray with him. And Uncle Angus tells us a lifetime of things to think about in 15 minutes. And we are just ministered to, minister to at a level that, yeah, I'm still, still ringing in my ears. I cannot, cannot believe it. And, and God's taking time to minister to us as well on this, on this very same trip. And he, he speaks into our hearts and he speaks really deep. Yesterday we spent time on the beach. Um, and in town a little bit, going out, we could pray for uh, various people there, baptize the person there. It was amazing. It was, it was an amazing experience. Um, but it's, again, in the morning when we sat, we, we felt, I think we had two, three words that were on the beach where the, where the river flows into, into the ocean. Um, and we got to that point, and that's where the guy was that, that we got to baptize. Um, the guy was there. You know, so it's that a little bit... Um, because the, the general principle is, not the general principle, in the ministry, we've got this thing that um, we don't move until we've heard from God. Because it's not, our, it's not our idea, it's God's idea. So when we sit in the morning and we, we pray, we ask the Lord for this day. What does the Lord want us to do for this day? Um, and where does he want us to go for this day? And we need to step out in obedience to that. Um, and we are sometimes not obedient. We, we, do, we do miss things and we, we believe God's gracious in, in, in that as well. And he, he forgives us. God can use somebody, somebody that's, that's more obedient than we are. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a road. It's, it's, it's a road. But I think my, my main thought for you today is um, obedience and listen to what God tells you. Um, God can speak to other people. And, and that's why... Um, I, I honestly take my hat off to Nick and Shanae as well because they, they're listening to, to God and they are being obedient and that you see the, see, see the fruits, fruits from that. But let God speak to you, not other people, because that's, that's their idea. It's not God's idea necessarily. Um, and ask for confirmation. There's nothing wrong with asking the Lord for confirmation. Um, God loves us. He cares about us. He wants... 
that relationship is that thing where we, we talk to God and we listen to Him. And he's, he, he talks to us. Um, so we can ask Him for confirmation. That's fine. Um, but be brave and be bold because God's going to take you on a journey that's, that's amazing. If you, if you, you, you cannot describe it. Um, yeah, that's, that's me. I don't want to carry on because then I can carry on for too long. <laughs> Thank you.